oh, why do my shins like to act up when I try to run? I just, I just don't get it. Every single time I start to run, my shin splints go into a crazy state. I don't understand. I, I keep suffering with them. What do I need to do? Do I need to change my shoes? What do I need to do? I, I, they, there's got to be a reason we can do something about this. Hi, I'm Dr. Heather, and welcome to Fix Your Pain Naturally podcast. I am the founder and owner of Ask Dr. Heather, which is a digital platform designed around helping you, the athlete and non-athlete, achieve your optimal performance by teaching you how to fix your pain naturally. For years, I operated a private practice in Connecticut, but when the pandemic hit, I saw a need for people like you who had various questions about their pain symptoms to finally get the answers they needed. That's when I created the Ask Dr. Heather brand. What I found was an overwhelming positive response to my online courses, video content, and virtual coaching services. It has now become my mission to help serve over a thousand people worldwide to finally learn how to fix their pain naturally and return to activity without hesitation or worry. Now let's get started. Okay, if you're somebody who constantly is saying, why, oh why, does my shin have to get so aggravated when I want to just go for her run, what is going on? Okay, well, this is the whole thing here. And this happened to be one of the most common questions, common complaints I saw the minute the pandemic the pandemic started, probably back in April, May of 2020. And you know, people just were going on to social media. They were in all these various different run groups and they were just like asking about shoes. They were asking about compression sleeves. They were asking what to do. And everybody was like, you know, these shoes, that shoe, orthotics, insoles. Okay, but stop. We've got to kind of break it all down and really understand what's going on. Because a majority of the time when we are getting shin splints, it's the result of something else going on, especially if the shin splint is recurring. Now, if you're somebody who just randomly happened to get shin splints, once you started running and you did the course of rest, you did ice, you did some compression, you did some massage to the shin muscle, which is known as your anterior tibialis, and the pain went away and you're like, hey, my shin splint went away when I just did this. Well, you happen to be one of those lucky people who doesn't have that reoccurring shin splint. But for a lot of us, we have a reoccurring issue going on. And every time we do the initial protocol, and then we go ahead and we start running again, the shin just says, stop, we have pain, we have discomfort, what do we need to do? Okay, so like I said to you guys, this was really the number one complaint in pretty much every single run group I belong into and probably even more. Uh, it's actually the reason why I created a free seven-day workshop wrapped around learning how to really fix your shin pain and how to rid yourself of it um, for good and get back to activity without hesitation or worry. And I would encourage you as well I did do a three-part series on shin splints. It's on my YouTube channel. I will drop the link down below, but I would encourage you to go through part one, part two, part three, because I do take a look at really going from what a traditional PT session would do and how you would advance it a lot further to really make sure that that shin pain never comes back again. 
Now, you know, one of the first things I always like to do is really kind of address anatomy and physiology. And again, if you're kind of new to me on the podcast, you know, world on the airways here, you'll see that even on my YouTube channel, I will always give you guys about a two, five minute kind of segment really on the anatomy and the physiology, because if we know where something is located, if we understand why something is happening, well, guess what? We can figure out how to really treat it better, how to really kind of use some things that we may have access to, like a foam roller, uh, like a massage stick, um, maybe some stretching straps or bands, or maybe you do have what's called a foot rocker if you are somebody who has suffered with plantar fasciitis. And then we'll get to that in, a, in another podcast in itself. But you may have some tools at home that can really assist you in kind of eliminating the shin pain. So like I said, what I want to do is really kind of address some things first. And we need to really understand the two main muscles that are involved with shin splints. And I'll go through this a little bit more in detail in another podcast as well, because one, we have to kind of understand, is it an anterior or a posterior shin splint? And you may be saying, well, I didn't even realize it could be one or the other. Well, for a majority of us, the, the most common is an anterior shin splint. And a lot of times our anterior tibialis muscle, so that's going to be the anterior uh, shin splint, uh, is not really developed. So a lot of us may have more of a developed calf muscle, which will be our gastrocnemius. That's the main calf muscle that will be a little bit more developed and not really have that much of a shin muscle. Now you could have a posterior shin splint, which means it's going to be the posterior tibialis muscle. But that is a little less common. Um, and again, you know, when we look at really differentiating between the two, it really is understanding kind of range of motion and muscle imbalances when it comes to the foot and ankle. And when we look at muscle imbalances of the foot and ankle, we're actually really addressing the lower leg, not the foot itself, the lower leg. So between the ankle and the knee. So the muscles that are all residing in that zone. And this is why, too, when you are somebody who suffers with shin splints, once you're kind of going through the, you know, the corrective process, meaning like, you know, really understanding how to get yourself fully back to running to performance again, whether it's lifting cycling, or like I said, running, you will want to address the balance uh, component because you want to make sure that uh, ankle mobility is really strong, which means you not only want the anterior tibialis muscle strong, but the posterior, the gastrocnemius muscle, the soleus, which is the other uh, calf muscle that does aid more in balance. And then the perineals, which are going to be on the outside, which deal a little bit more when we talk about, um, inversion eversion of the foot and that's you know kind of that when you look at you know ankle sprains and you see that ankle kind of turning in uh, or the ankle kind of turning out um, that is when we look at inversion and eversion and again I, I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself here but like I said you know first off we want to really address you know is the issue solely at the shin or is it coming further up that kinematic chain? And again, if you're somebody new to me, you'll know that also too, everything I talk about always involves really kind of paying attention to your muscle imbalances and making sure that we work the whole kinematic chain. Because a majority of the sports that are out there, they are considered more single leg sports. Uh, there's never really a sport that in 
that involves both legs working simultaneously. So like if you think of running, one leg is always kind of hitting the pavement. Cycling, one leg is always kind of moving in an upward or downward motion. If you think about swimming, uh, if you think about uh, lifting, you know, you do want to work balance and stuff like that in there. So if you have a true shin splint, so let's kind of go all the way back. If you have a true shin splint, the first step in protocol is to always rest, ice, compress, massage out the area. And when you massage out the area, yes, I would highly recommend do both the anterior shin splint and the posterior. And again, if you need more visual kind of aid with it, go down below. I've left the link for part one of the shin splint series that I have on the YouTube channel. So do check it out there because that will show you exactly where to massage out um, and what to do, you know, for those initial steps. But you want to rest it. You want to give yourself a good solid, you know, seven days, maybe even 14 days. Because again, you know, as with anything, if you don't give it its initial rest right off the bat, you could be doing more harm than good. And shin splints is really known as an overuse injury. And if we don't address this injury with the proper steps and protocol, then what's going to happen is you could wind up creating a bone stress fracture, which we'll get to in another segment as well, because you do want to kind of have a better understanding, you know, of what a bone stress injury, bone stress fracture is versus just an overuse injury. But a shin splint, like I said, is known as a overuse injury. And we want to really do the proper care in that first initial uh, phase. If you do happen to go see a PT or a physician, do have them tell you, is it an anterior or posterior shin splint? You know, don't be afraid to ask those questions. Um, I love it when people um, ask me these types of questions as well. All right. So let's say we, we acknowledge that it's an anterior shin splint. It's our most common one. That means then we know we're lacking in what's called dorsiflexion of the foot, meaning bringing the toes towards the head. So if I was to ask you to do a simple test and to try to walk on your heels across the room and you notice that you couldn't really do it without the foot slapping the ground or without the butt kind of sticking out, leaning forward, hinging forward, you know, in that flexion position, that tells us right there that your anterior shin splint muscle, that anterior tibialis muscle is not strong. Uh, and that most likely the calf muscle, because if you were to walk on your toes coming back and you're like, yeah, I can do that. No problem. That tells me the calf is a little stronger. The other thing we do want to look at is past history. Um, so we want to kind of take a look at, do you have high arches, flat feet? Are you a pronator, supinator? Um, this is what goes into a gait analysis. So if you're not familiar with what a gait analysis is, if you have a local running store, so where I'm based in Connecticut, um, I have a great working partnership with Fleet Feet, and I have to say they always do a solid job at a gait analysis, and also my friends over at New Balance do an, a good one as well because they'll use a little bit more 3D imaging, but what you want to do is really start to take a look at, well, what happens when I'm move through my run cycle? What happens? What do I notice? How does my foot strike the ground? 
how do I roll? Do I pronate? Do I push off the forefoot? Uh, do I shuffle? You know, all these things come into this uh, gait analysis that will give us some more insight as to what is happening with the foot. Now, that's not to say if you're a pronator, it's a bad thing, or if you're a supinator, it's a bad thing. If you heel strike the ground, it's a you know a bad thing. Those these are things that we as professionals. When working with an individual who wants to get back to performance, we might say, okay, by understanding these things, we can have a better sense of what's going on and what really needs to happen next in terms of really strengthening that entire kinematic chain. And if you don't know what the kinematic chain is, we're looking at essentially, you know, from when the foot strikes the ground, the effects on the ankle to the effects the effects on the knee, the effects on the hip, and then from there, the pelvis, the lumbar spine, all the way up. So essentially it's looking at that whole limb and really kind of seeing what is going on there. So like I said, the first initial step we want to do is ice and rest, determine if it's an anterior or posterior shin splint. Then from there is really look at that run gait, have a better understanding as well as what's been going on. Now I will say with everyone I've worked with that has suffered with shin splint or everyone I've communicated with, spoken with, done a consult with, uh, type of deal. A lot of times we find out, and I will say it's probably a good 90% of the time, that their shin splint is not a result of something actually going on at the shin. It's occurring somewhere else, meaning it is occurring most likely up at the hip, pelvis, or low back area. So by addressing those things, we can see much better improvement in terms of when the foot strikes the ground and the, the muscle response in terms of not feeling like you're recreating pain symptoms. So with that being said, you know, even though that gait analysis is a key component, whoever you choose to work with, you know, in terms of if you do go to the PT, you do want to make sure that they fully understand your history, um, especially if you're somebody, you know, who is a little bit more prone to external rotation at the hips. Um, maybe you're a little wider in the hips. Maybe you just had a baby. Um, or maybe you do pronate more, maybe you do have flat feet. You do want to kind of look at your past history, especially if you've had other injuries like a plantar fasciitis, like an Achilles tendonitis, maybe you've had some knee surgery, things of that nature. Because a lot of times when we've had other issues or conditions, if they haven't been fully treated correctly, they will lead to other issues down the road simply because of compensation patterns. And then what happens, like I said, we create these overuse injuries because we're, you know, we're never really fully dealing with one issue. We're trying to just keep moving forward. So like I said, shin splints is an overuse injury. There's a lot that goes into shin splints. This isn't going to be our only podcast on it because, like I said, it was the most common complaint we saw throughout the actually still the actually still the most common complaint I see on social media. So if you have some more specific questions regarding yourself in terms of your shin splint, why it might be reoccurring. I encourage you, you know, feel free to reach out. Like I said, follow me on social media. I am Dr. Heather. I'm your virtual sports chiropractor. I'm really here to help you guys. Uh, and I would encourage you to check out the three-part series on YouTube, as well as you're welcome to go ahead and join the Shin Splint Challenge. We try to host that challenge pretty much every third month of the year. So the next one will be coming up more likely towards the end middle, maybe middle end of March of 2022, where we're going to kind of go through that seven day series again, we're going to address bone stress fractures, we're also going to look at 
the importance of the run gait, uh, gait analysis, also having a better understanding of types of shoes that may be beneficial if you are someone who does suffer with shin splints as well. All right, everyone. If you don't have any other further questions here on the Fix Your Pain Naturally podcast, I will just catch you next week on the airways. Again, this is Dr. Heather, your virtual sports chiropractor. <laughs>